0: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Hello and welcome to part two of the Christmas special. So... This is another fun chat about a very important topic associated with Christmas. Is Christmas really coming earlier every year? Now, this is strictly speaking, not an economics question, but rather a statistics question. But I think it's one listeners of the podcast will find very interesting. I'm joined by Nathan Cunningham, a statistician and data scientist who has just completed his PhD in statistics at Warwick University. Nathan is a cool guy who in his spare time uses... The complicated statistical methods from his day job to shed some light on some of life's more fun questions like is christmas coming earlier every year we have a fun chat about nathan's study which has been covered by a number of media outlets in recent years and i think there's something here for everyone the data nerds listening will love to hear how he answers the question and if you're like me you'll be dying to hear whether many of our suspicions have been confirmed regarding christmas coming earlier we also go into other very important questions such as when did the golden age of the Simpsons end and Nathan gives us his insight on that. So this is strictly speaking a statistics question but in the spirit of the Christmas special and to have a bit of fun, um, Nathan is going to help us with a question that's always on a lot of our minds but uh, we never really talk about in much detail. Is Christmas really coming earlier every year? So Nathan, great to have you here. Mm, on the podcast. Know, Thanks for having me. Um, so first of all maybe we could start off by just thinking about what was the inspiration for your idea.
0: So I guess it's it's obviously a you know extremely important question and um, it's something that kind of comes up every <laughs> single year. Um so in the, in my in my time when I was looking back uh, trying to find out if other people had answered this question I came across it's you know it's incredible the the consternation that it generates in people. Yeah. Um so I came across it was a a Daily Mail article that opened with the headline, it was a a quote from someone, I'm not sure who it was, but it was, it's not even Halloween, you heathens. And this is, you know, the typically level-headed Daily Mail uh, generating this sort of anger to people starting Christmas too early. Um, But it's not even even a a modern uh, phenomenon. Uh, Again, I came across uh, a newspaper clipping from the 50s of somebody bemoaning Christmas coming too soon. Um and that you know, the kind of the usual complaints that it would spoil the kind of the, the Christmas how special June. Christmas is. Yeah. Um so it's something that's been it's it's I guess it's been on our minds for a long time. Yeah. Um so I wanted to obviously try, you know, set out to give some kind of answer to the question.
1: Sure, yeah. So it got the statistical cogs turning in your brain, I suppose. And uh, where did you come from thinking about it like that? And then saying, well, maybe we can put some evidence to the claim that Christmas is coming early every year.
0: Uh, yeah, so as as a, a data scientist or a data junkie, I... Uh, obviously I had to find I had to try to find some data um that would you know give some evidence to whether or not this was actually happening or not. Uh, I you know, I wasn't happy just to accept that, you know, our our own notion about it coming earlier was was actually accurate because obviously if if as I said about the the newspaper uh talking about it in the fifties, if if Christmas has been coming earlier since the fifties, yeah. then, you know, it, we should be celebrating <laughs> it year round at this stage. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, unfortunately that's not the case. But um, you know, I wanted to see if there was any evidence to it. So I, I tried to find some, uh, some data on the topic. Um, so really what, what I tried to think was, you know, what, what do we mean by the Christmas spirit? Like how, how might we quantify that? Right. So obviously uh, at Christmas time we do Christmassy things, yeah. you know, we do things like we watch Christmas films, we buy Christmas gifts or we listen to Christmas music, um, and more and more these days those things are done online and they're you know they can be represented by data online yeah um and so luckily, uh, google provides this tool called google trends um yeah. which gives it gives an a, like a a breakdown of um of search volume for a particular um search terms uh so you imagine you could ask um how frequently was the term Santa Claus searched for, and you, you can get a kind of uh, series of data over time, which will obviously show some peaks at Christmas time and then troughs throughout the rest of the year. Um, it's it's not exact data, so you don't get an exact number of how many people, but you can kind of you can look at uh, the relative search volume over time, so the you can see where it goes up and where it goes down, um, and uh, you know the the magnet the relative magnitudes. Um, but uh, so, so this tool, so Google have used this, these kinds of data before. Um, so there's a tool they used to use called Google Flu Trends, uh, where Google used to use people's search volume. So say search, searches for things like, um, you know, GPs nearby or, um, you know, what to do if you have a cough or something like that. And they would use that to predict the outbreak of a flu in a particular area. Um. They, so at at the beginning, they had some 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 really good success with this, and it kind of became this like kind of poster boy of the the, the big data age. So this was quite 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 a long time ago now.
1: So people were looking for where GPS were, and it was able to tell them where the searches were going on, or
0: so so Google. Uh, so they had the, their own internal data. This wasn't, I
1: guess, data that was
0: coming out. Um. All right. To the general public, but they would be able to see that. Well. Here is a region in which a lot of people are, say, searching for um, their GP nearby or they're, they're searching for, you know, remedies for a cough. Right. And then Google will be able to say, well, there's going to be an outbreak coming in this, in this area. And right, They were right. able to do this better than, um, so I think the Centre for Disease Control had different methods for doing so. And okay. Google, at least at the beginning, were able to do this more, uh, more successfully or more, um, yeah. more promptly than, than the other methods. And so, so the the data does to some extent reflect what what we see, or you know what's kind of actually happening in reality. It's not it's not completely divorced from that. Um, although ultimately they 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 shut down the tool because it wasn't quite given the accuracy that that people were looking for.
1: Okay, that's actually really encouraging when you think about big data and some of the negative things that could happen. So there's a lot of a lot of positive things. But then, so you were that was inspiration then to look at some of the other data that Google have used that as an indicator. For the question of well, is Christmas coming earlier? So, a lot of the search terms will be an indication of well, this is when the Christmas spirit is is picking up.
0: Yeah. So, so, um, so what I what I looked at. So, what you can actually do is you can break down, um, so searches for kind of different t- types. So you can do, um what was the search volume for, say, web results or image results. um, But also you can get it broken down by YouTube results. Right. Uh, So what I did was I I picked out a list of kind of evergreen, popular Christmas songs um, and got the data uh, broken down by year for each of these songs for when people were searching for uh, particular songs. So the songs I chose were kind of, uh, you know, the classics, like I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day by Wizard or... All I want for Christmas is you by Mariah Carey. Um very in New York although that's maybe not uh such an evergreen popular at the minute but yeah well um
1: the period of analysis it, it was relevant. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so it was uh, I I I got the I got the data for each of these songs plus plus a few others from uh 2011 to 2018. Right. Um and what we get is a a day by day breakdown for each uh, each of these songs. Uh, so I, I I picked the period just from uh, the start of May till the end of December for each year. Right. Um, I guess I wanted to kind of cut out January um, because there may be a bit of a kind of Christmas hangover of people still just don't want to let go of the Christmas songs just yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I thought, well... Maybe there could be an argument for it happening still in February, but there's, there's no way people are still listening to Christmas songs in May. Yeah. Uh, at least not uh, the effect it should, it should um, uh, impact the data or impact the analysis. Yeah. yeah. So as I was saying, you get a day-by-day breakdown for each song. Um, and yeah. You just get a number between sort of 1 and 100. Um, So 100 is the, the peak popularity of that song, and then 1 right. is the, the minimum. So, So you can kind of look, you can see... Where the peaks are, and it's it, you know it, it follows the obvious trends. That kind of very little, not not nobody, but very few people are searching for the Christmas songs from May to say October, November. Yeah, and then November, December, it really sort of picks up, okay. um, and the songs start getting a lot more popular.
1: So the range is zero to a hundred. It's like a so you get a relative feel of of how popular they are. You don't get yeah. the absolute searches then. Okay. Yeah. So that's the you have to work with that. I suppose.
0: Yeah. Uh, so once you have this data. There's still the problem of saying, well, when when did Christmas actually start? So uh, there's, there's, I guess, a lot of approaches that you could use for this. Um, so one of them would be uh, there's things like Bayesian change point detection methods. Um, my my own background and my PhD and my master's was in cluster analysis. So I kind of tend to think of things in that framework. Um, so the way you could look at it is you can imagine that Search volume at Christmas time and search volume the rest of the year belong to two distinct distributions. We we can assume that at Christmas time, the data follow uh, what I'm going to call it's, it's the normal distribution um, with a certain mean uh, or a certain average value, uh, and the rest of the year they're going to follow another normal distribution but with a different mean uh, okay. and a different perhaps a different
1: standard deviation. So, so you're trying to you're trying to fit each. The Christmas period and the before Christmas period into a distribution, and the assumption is that they both come from different distributions, and you're trying to figure out where does where do we move from one distribution to the other? Exactly.
0: Uh, so one of, so one of the things that complicates cluster analysis, I guess, is that there's really just such a surprising number of ways uh, that you can actually assign groups into or assign a group of observations into different clusters. Right. Um. So if you imagine if you just have Ten data points, and you want to split them into two groups. Yeah, there's actually there's a uh, thousand and twenty four different ways that you can right, uh, okay. split those into two groups. So this, <laughs> it's it tends to complicate the analysis. Um, so you kind of have to you normally have to come up with kind of clever ways of uh trying to trying to pick out the most likely uh, clustering allocations. In this case, however, we can benefit from um implementing a constraint in the analysis so the at least I, can, I can't I can speak for everyone here but I know that when I pit up my Christmas tree that's I, I keep it up until Christmas is over I don't you know pit it away and then take it back up at the weekends and then keep it away you know it's kind of once you get into the Christmas spirit you kind of stay there yeah, until, yeah, yeah. <laughs> until Christmas is over Um, so what that does is that uh, it really limits the number of different possibilities that we have so all we're really trying to find out is when did Christmas start in a particular year, so I I, I consider just the analysis of uh, on a year by year basis. So we just try to pick out well, which day did Christmas start?
1: So that that's really clever. So that's a nice little trick to really reduce the amount of search space or the the, the potential. Solutions um exactly to tr- try and make the problem a bit simpler. Yeah, so,
0: mm. it's just it's it's lucky that it just aligns with reality as well. Yeah, sure. And um, so it really made my my life a lot easier for this. Yeah. Um. So really, what what I ended up doing, rather than trying to do anything clever, I just basically brute forced the answer. I tried every so I assumed Christmas started at every single day of the year and worked out which of those was the most likely. So say we assume that Christmas starts on December first then we calculate the mean uh, or the average search volume for each of the different Christmas songs during this period. Right. And we can calculate the mean search volume for all the Christmas songs from so from the start of the year until, uh, until when we say Christmas starts off, so until the end of November. Um, and then we can calculate the likelihood of each of the data points that we observed throughout the way, given these mean and standard deviation values that we have. And then we, uh, so we just basically we can um, we can multiply these all together, uh, and then that gives a single number which says this is how likely it is that all these data um, Christmas arrives, all these data arise from these two distributions with these parameters, and that gives kind of a, uh, a number which says this is how likely it is that Christmas began on this particular day. Right, okay. So we we take this process, we do it every single day of the year. And we work out. We get a Here. we okay. get a day um, which says this is when Christmas starts.
1: Okay, so you calculate that process for every possible day that Christmas could start, and then you try and figure out which is the most likely.
0: Exactly. And um, so we do that for each of the years. So I did it from uh, 2011 uh, through to 2018. And for each year, then there's a one day that comes out as the the, the day when Christmas starts.
1: Right. Okay, so so you did it. For Christmas songs. Um but uh, you've tried it with, for other search terms as well. So have you? when I
0: did this originally, so I've 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 been doing this analysis kinda once a year for the last uh, I think five years now.
1: It's like you're like it's like a rock band who has one one song that, that they're it's their hit that that they're, they're trying to shy away from. This is your creep. Exactly.
0: <laughs> I'm uh, I'm the Mariah Carey of the, the statistics <laughs> yeah. world. Just get trot out every year at Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Um but the um so so when I did it originally i had kinda of just taken a kind of general collection of Christmas related terms. Right. Um I think at the time you weren't able to filter by YouTube searches. Okay. Um so it was just general web searches. So I put in things like, you know, Santa Claus or Elves or um say I put I put in some Christmas films and some Christmas songs. Right. Um Part of what, so I, I, I had to, um, I don't want to say retract, that's probably too strong a term okay. for such a trivial analysis, <laughs> but I had to definitely revise some of the results after okay. um, because I was kind of, I, it kind of overstated some of the, some of the results. Right. Um. So what the, so one of the issues I guess that comes up um, with those, with those terms, and this wasn't exactly what caused cause the results to be wrong that's kind of more of a technical thing to do with the data um, but some of the things you need to be kind of aware of is so say if you put in something like elf which you assume is just a christmas song yeah or not a christmas song but a christmas term Termine. or a christmas film um in fact one of the years that i analyzed i think one of the the lord of the rings films came out so okay. there was a big spike in in sure. searches for elf <laughs> related terms um, so that's obviously going to, you know, yeah. influence the data at some point. I mean, you would think it should get kind of washed out by by all the other terms. Okay. but it can still have a bit of an impact.
1: So the Christmas. Oh, so you said you can filter by YouTube. So your your YouTube or your search terms for Christmas songs were YouTube specific. Is that is that right? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's actually so that's a lot more believable that it, it's to do with the Christmas spirit. Uh, it's unlikely that people would be searching them for on YouTube. Outside of Christmas, i imagine.
0: Yeah. I mean, there, there's definitely some, you know, you'd expect it just to be a flat line up until, you know, at least October, but there's there's definitely there's a, bit of a bit of activity all, all throughout the year for all the songs, oh, okay. which is incredible. Especially when, you know, when they, you're only seeing kind of a percent of the maximum. So oh, yeah. You're still seeing up to maybe 10% of the maximum, even in June or July, right, okay. which is That's interesting. Just, yeah.
1: Okay. So, okay. So maybe we can talk about the results then. So, what what did you find when it came to Christmas coming earlier?
0: So there was definitely some evidence that Christmas is coming earlier. I was okay. I was actually really personally I was kind of disappointed to find this out. Because I, <laughs> right. To me, I you know I wanted to be the the person that said no, no, that's you know that's wrong. The data says otherwise, but right, there's actually been some evidence that Christmas has been coming earlier over the years. So. Um so kind of twenty eleven to two thousand and thirteen uh, or two thousand and fourteen. Yeah. Um I the, the date that I found for when Christmas started was kind of it started off at the ninth, then the eleventh, then the eighth, then the sixth.
1: Of December. Of oh sorry, of November. of November. Okay.
0: Um after that, so we have twenty fifteen to twenty seventeen. Right. Uh it stayed at a solid uh the first of November. So we've, we've pushed it back by a few days. Okay. Um, And I, it seems like a kind of sensible cutoff because Halloween's the day before. So it seems like that's when people accept the Christmas should start.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: Um, But actually now last year in 2018, we moved it back another two days. So to, the, before to before Halloween? To before Halloween. So the, the date I got for 2018 was October 30th. Okay, All right. So we've actually... Jump past Halloween and I we started like getting <laughs> into the Christmas world even Rubicon. ahead. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. It it is interesting because uh, this year before before Halloween, I did actually get a more of a sense of Christmas maybe, but that's just purely anecdotal. But now it seems the data is, is backing up that feeling. Exactly. Okay.
0: So it's. I mean, I thought when I did this before, I included things like you know, ser- people searching for Santa Claus. So. Maybe at the time it could have. If I if I done the analysis that way, there might have been some kind of maybe an argument to be made that people were searching for Santa Claus costumes for Halloween. Um, But I think with this, um, with with people searching for Christmas songs before Halloween, there's kind of it's it's a bit harder to explain. I think.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um, It was interesting. I also I looked at some of the other. So, so the, the search terms I used were just or the search volume was just in the UK. okay uh, So I tried it with Ireland but the, the data was a bit more erratic, I guess just a smaller sample size. Sure. Um, but I looked at the US also um, and yeah. just when I was thinking about how it seemed as though Christmas started in uh, just after Halloween because you know that seems like a kind of natural breakpoint. Whereas in the US they have Thanksgiving as the more uh, obvious breakpoint to to kind of start thinking about Christmas afterwards. Um, But actually, their results actually more were aligned with ours um, or with the UK's that uh, they began thinking about it kind of in and around the start of November also.
1: Okay, Okay, so it seems then definitely that there is evidence of Christmas coming earlier every year and it's been pushed back to maybe the first week of November to the first few days of November to the last year or so, just the last few days of October. Yeah. And and so one thing then, so the statisticians might say, well, there is a trend, but it's like, is this difference statistically significant? If we if we did like a, a, a sort of a Monte Carlo simulation of, of, if you could draw out years, would, would we get natural variation like this?
0: Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's definitely it's uh, something that I haven't really looked into. It's such a small sample size. It's only yeah. six or seven data points, so it's kind of hard to really say anything, uh, concrete about what's happening. Um, but the trend is in the right direction. I the trend is certainly in the right direction, but there's um, I guess there's kind of different interpretations that could be drawn from the data, uh, right. even kind of ignoring whether there's any statistical significance. There may be, it may just be it may not be that we're feeling Christmassy earlier in the year. It right. may be perhaps say the The people that are using uh, Google or using YouTube are, you know, it's a different demographic perhaps now. Maybe, yeah. maybe the people that get into the Christmas spirit um, earlier in the year are just, they represent a greater share of the people who use YouTube now. Okay, um, that's interesting. So maybe that... Say perhaps your your parents or your grandparents who may not have may not have been so keen on YouTube, you know, five or six years ago, yeah. uh, are now and you know who have to maybe think about Christmas a bit earlier because maybe they've you know kids to be thinking about. Um, yeah. That maybe they're now using YouTube a lot more so that they're kind of dominating the results a lot more than they were four or five years ago. So this, I mean, I certainly wouldn't want to hold my hands up and say that this is the absolute of is course. a bulletproof answer um, but it's just you know it's, it's a bit of it's, it's a bit of a fun bit of fun
1: yeah and so you so you have a blog that does like a lot of fun um, questions like this as well but in terms of data and you applied this method looking at simpsons and the cutoff point for when simpsons uh, it's golden age ended yeah um,
0: so i tried to yeah so i i did basically exactly the same analysis um, but I, instead of Google search terms, it was IMDb uh, episode ratings for The Simpsons. Uh, <clears throat> so I'm a, just a massive Simpsons fan. So this was another very important question to me <laughs> yeah. that I had to really dig into. Um, so, so yeah, I guess it's the same sort of uh, idea that we're trying to. We have a group of episodes who have a you know a mean uh, episode rating, kind of somewhere. Say in and around, uh, I think it was around eight point five or something like that. Uh, and then we have another group of episodes where, the you know the mean is somewhere kind of mid sevens. Uh, so not a you know not bad, but definitely, definitely a bit of a slump from the early days. Yeah, sure. Um, so again, I did the same thing of just just brute force the answer because there was just no point trying to do anything more complicated because you can you know this can run in a couple of seconds on the computer. Yeah. Um. So I, I I I don't know if I've got the the exact episode, but I think it was season ten, episode eleven. Maybe was was when the golden age ended. All so right, if okay. you're if you're you know someone who's just never got into The Simpsons, that's you
1: know don't go don't, past don't that. go past season <laughs> ten episode eleven. Okay, fair enough. Um, uh, no, that, that's actually good advice, definitely. And uh, no, I'd, I'd highly recommend. Checking out what's what's the web address for your for your blog? Uh, so it's Nathancon.com, so C U N N. Okay. Yeah, so there's some cool things there like what when best to book your Ryanair or when to check in for your Ryanair flight. That's one I definitely took on board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um okay, Nathan, I think I think that's pretty much it. So thanks very much for, right, thanks for having me, me now.